0: Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose.
1: This is TMA with Nick Hamilton. Wake
2: yo goat mouth ass up. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what this is coming down through the audience, but look like it just came out of the basement.
1: TMA with Nick Hamilton. You
3: know what I'm saying? Thank you because now! <laughs>
1: Now we bring out our buddy nick hamilton. what's going on everybody welcome to a new edition of tma with nick hamilton here on sirius xm slam radio 145 good morning good afternoon good evening wherever you may be on this planet happy 2022 to everybody listening i hope you guys had a great holiday time i hope you guys had a great weekend and a great start to the brand new week and the brand new year lot to talk about on this episode because, damn it, Antonio Brown just makes it so damn easy when it comes to the content game. Also, we'll get into the NFL, what the NFL playoffs could potentially look like as of right now and moving forward with just one more week to go in the season. Also, we'll get into some WNBA talk. We'll get into some other things. And, of course, my man, my guy, the guy guy, he's like, he's like IG, he's everywhere, the producer extraordinaire. Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner, has back with us in this brand new 2022 year. What's going on, man?
3: What's good with it, Nick? I'm glad to be what back. You? Just glad to be working again, man.
1: <laughs> hey, man, as we all are, because some people aren't working again. That one person is named Antonio <laughs> Brown. No doubt. And I'm about to get it to uh, Oh, trust me. Ladies and gentlemen, you may want to protect your ears because some of you may not like what I have to say, and some of you may like what I have to say. However, as I've always said time and time again, and for those of you that may just be joining me for the first time this year because you want to check out something new, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Make sure you follow me on IG at Nick Hamilton LA, and also make sure you follow me on Twitter at Nick Hamilton 213 Antonio Brown is an immensely talented wide receiver. At one point in his career, back in I believe 2017, he was the number one wide receiver, the best pound for pound wide receiver in the business at that time. Antonio Brown is one of these dudes that have that has God given talent and knows how to trick it off profusely. The reason why I say that because on Sunday, during a game between the Tampa Bay Bucks, his team, And the New York Jets at MetLife Stadium. During the third quarter, he decided to take off articles of clothing in the cold during COVID and decided to make a spectacle of himself. Now, at first reports, Antonio Brown got upset because we saw a video. And I'm sure a lot of you listening saw a video of wide receiver Mike Brown trying to talk or converse or calm antonio brown down because of some type of dispute or some type of situation that had been been brewing throughout the game that later on led to antonio brown taking off his shoulder pads taking off his jersey later on skipping down the sidelines as if he's about to go see his grandma as as if he was married little lamb and then taking off his gloves throwing them into the crowd hyping up the crowd in the end zone as if he was at a J. Cole or a Drake concert, and then jogging along the sidelines into the tunnel, finally. Ten minutes later, this idiot jumps on Instagram and posts a message. Thirty minutes later, his man's in them, a.k.a. his friend, picks him up. They start laughing and joking like nothing's happened. This is the same Antonio Brown that's had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And I am so sick and tired of some of you people out there want to make excuses for this dude's behavior. Enough of that crap. Damn it, I am tired of hearing every excuse in the book. We know Antonio Brown has some mental health issues. We understand that, and I'm not making light of that. But damn it, if you don't sit up here and stop coddling this dude and making nine-minute excuses for why his behavior is what it is, the problem is not just mental health. The problem is lack of accountability and lack of responsibility on behalf of Antonio Brown. Everybody and their mama has tried to help this dude. The Pittsburgh Steelers organization is tried to help this guy. The real MVP of all of this? His head coach, Mike Tomlin, who was his coach for nine seasons, who covered a lot of this stuff up before it just got completely out of hand and exploded. Pittsburgh Steelers got tired of his foolishness. They let they trade Move Moved on to the, at that time, the, the Las Vegas Raiders. Couldn't cut it with Mike Mayock and Gruden because he wanted to be in a particular situation. Now, if you can't make it with the Las Vegas Raiders and the Raiders organization, that speaks volumes. Later on, got another opportunity with the New England Patriots because Tom Brady decided to open up his arms and open up his home to one Antonio Brown, who only played one game, mind you, before he started mouthing off about Bob Craft and his extracurricular activities. Later on, was cut from the New England Patriots. Later on... When Tom Brady traveled south down I-95 to Tampa and became a Tampa Bay Buccaneer and was able to call shots like the boss that Tom Brady is, Bruce Arians, who didn't want, have, didn't want to have anything to do with Antonio Brown, allowed better judgment to reside in his brain and listen to Tom Brady, who was the star of the show, and decided to bring Antonio Brown along. Antonio Brown seemed to be on the right path because he was living with Tom Brady in the guest house. Him and Giselle opened up their arms, contributed a little bit, definitely contributed during the Super Bowl, got a Super Bowl ring, brought him back another year until he's decided to have some fake vaccination cards, which cost him a three-game suspension. Now, what the hell make, me pos- make him possess... The, the intelligence or lack thereof to think that he would not get caught with these, fa- these fake, excuse me, vaccination cards when everybody in the world is getting caught with those, wh- whether they're selling them or receiving them. Now, if you and I, ladies and gentlemen, were turning in fa- fake vaccination cards, we'd be in jail. Antonio Brown avoided jail time and serious legal issues and only had to serve a three-game suspension. At that point is when head coach bruce arians should have cut that dude like nobody's business but bruce arians sold his soul to football and decided because chris godwin was gone for the year his top wide receiver and mike evans as other good wide receiver was listed as week to week they had no other options for tom brady to throw to which i call bull crap on because you could have got somebody from the practice squad you could have got a second or third string guy you could have got somebody else not named Antonio Brown back in the mix, but decided to continue on with Antonio Brown. Now, the reports are, according to Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, the reports are that he was dealing with an ankle issue throughout the week, though he practiced and even warmed up and suited up on the day of the game. When he did, when Antonio Brown decided not to come back into the game, because he, or not start in the game, I should say, because of the ankle issue. Bruce Arian told him basically either suit up or get the hell out, allegedly, according to reports. Now we don't know what was actually said because no reporter was in the in that in that locker room. No reporter was on the sidelines. So again, these are all alleged reports. And I'm not saying Ian Rapaport is lying. I'm not saying that you know any other NFL reporter was lying. I'm not saying any of that. All I'm simply saying is these are alleged because no, Bruce Arians nor any other teammate came out and emphatically said yes or denied it. So I'm only going off of that. However, I would have had a problem with Antonio Brown slamming his helmet or taking off his shoulder pads and just leaving it at that. I'd have had no problem with that because a lot of people didn't have a problem with Tom Brady smashing a tablet when he got upset and threw a tantrum on the sidelines just two weeks ago in a game that Tampa Bay was trailing by at that time nobody got mad at that so i'm not going to get mad at antonio brown for that but then he became, he started to become a spectacle and started taking off articles of clothing like i said earlier waving the crowd along like he had a damn concert like he a damn hype man on a versus uh, compilation and then you have the audacity to say oh man that man needs some help you people are the reason why he's in the position that he's in because like you people, he's been coddled the entire time. This fool has been coddled the entire time from the days of Central Michigan all the way to right now. And how the hell do you have the audacity to sit up here and say, oh, man, he needs some help? No, he needs to help himself. That's part of the problem. He needs to help himself. And until he gets help, everybody from Tom Brady to Mike Tomlin to the great people in the Steeler organization to even the Raiders tried to help him. People in New England tried to help him. And he still didn't want the help. Not God, Allah, Muhammad, Buddha, Confucius, Optimus Prime, Galvatron, G.I. Joe, nobody can help this fool because he doesn't want to be helped. He wants to be a spectacle because he wants to point the finger at everybody else but himself because he's his own biggest roadblock, mental health issues are not. He's his own biggest roadblock. And this is why we see the spectacle that we saw on Sunday, because this is the, the evidence of people coddling him and giving him a pass. He's been getting a pass ever since. But you know what happened on Sunday? He's quit on teammates before, but this is the first time he's officially quit on himself. And that's what we witnessed, ladies and gentlemen. We witnessed a man who is immensely talented, don't give me this stuff about, oh, he had to take off for his own mental health and safety. No, he did. He don't care nothing about mental health. You people care more about his mental health than he does. And that's hustling backwards. Because you can't help somebody who doesn't want to help themselves. No different than you get an alcoholic that you put through rehab. And until they make it up in their minds that, they number one, they have a problem. Number two, they want to seek help. They're going to be in and out of rehab. They're going to be a revolving door. No different than a drug addict. No different than anybody else. But yet we as a society want to criticize people like Simone Biles and other people who have have come out and said, listen, I have some mental health issues. I need to get together my mental health. You know why we were wrong to criticize people like them? Because they actually sought out the help that they needed. All they needed was some support after they did the work. Antonio Brown is too damn lazy to do the work because he doesn't feel he has a problem. Well, guess what, folks? If you you can't fix something that you don't realize is broken. And Antonio Brown has been broken for years and refuses to seek the proper guidance and help that he needs to get himself right. This man is a father for crying out loud. We won't even get into the extracurricular activities that he's done away from the field where he's definitely traumatized and damaged his kids with the one young lady that he had in Florida with the two little boys. We won't. I won't even get into that. We already know the story of that and what trauma he's brought upon them. And yet, you people want to sit here and say, oh, man, he needs some help. Um, you know what? Y'all need some help. For coddling this dude and this is a dude that sat there and quit and how how do you tell me that he didn't quit on his team okay let's say let's say Bruce Arians did fire him on the spot which I kind of find that hard to believe but I'll get on Bruce in a second you walk your scrawny frail idiotic looking ass Onto the locker room like you got some damn sense for some once in your life, that's what you do Your reputation precedes you Anything that you have done prior to will be brought up in the court of public opinion and That includes organizations and upper management And antonio brown has played his last nfl game In an nfl stadium as Antonio Brown, by that fiasco he caused. If he would have simply just jogged off the field, it would have been no big deal. He wanted to make it about himself because he thrives on the attention. And I had one friend of mine try to compare it to the Ron Artest situation with the malice in the palace. And I said those are two different situations. One, I agree with Ron Artest because Ron Artest was trying to stay out the way and didn't bother anybody. The man had a tile on his face. Like, I'm chilling. I'm not being a part of this foolishness. Somebody threw a drink in his face. He reacted. I was all for that. What are you supposed to do? So those are two different scenarios. Antonio Brown chose to make it about himself. Because he doesn't want to accept accountability and responsibility for the person that he is. And until he does that, you're going to find time and time again, this dude is going to continue to get into himself into more and more trouble. Whether he's going to fight Jake Paul in six months to try to make another spectacle of himself and try to make a little bit of change. Or he gets into some off the field trouble at that point. Either way. It's going to turn out bad for Antonio Brown. So stop calling this dude. Stop making excuses for this guy. Because you know what? He has ample access to getting mental health services that many of us that are common, quote unquote, common folks and nine to five folks can't get to. Whether that's through services or whether that's through money. He has any and everything he can get and access to that a multimillionaire can have access to that common folk don't. So think about that next time you want to sit up there and and not point the finger at Antonio Brown and make excuses for him coming up on the other side of the break i'll get into bruce arian's side of the picture and where his faults lie along with some nfl playoff talk and what the hell is going on with this whole covid situation will we will we be seeing a shutdown at some point i hope not we'll talk about that on the other side of the break you're checking out tma with nick hamilton here on sirius xm slam radio 145 stay tuned yo what's up baby this is Tua Tungo by Loan. Yo, Sway
3: Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Everyone. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM, yeah.
4: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Good morning, amigo.
5: Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145. Slam Radio.
0: Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings See what you can do online at SocialSecurity.gov.
4: Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.
2: I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall. It's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really... That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word won. And in the word impossible, is possible. So what are you telling? You're telling them you you know that, that all they can do is learn.
0: on behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality.
1: Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos,
5: 1249,
1: 24 9 Latino. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to TMA with Nick Hamilton here on SiriusXM, Slam Radio 145. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at NickHamilton213 and on Instagram at NickHamiltonLA. Also, subscribe to the YouTube channel youtube.com slash TV all the latest interviews in the world of sports, entertainment, culture, everything you need to know is right there at your fingertips. Subscribe youtubecom Experience tv. Don't miss out. All right, y'all, so we back in the house talking about the Antonio Brown situation, or fiasco, which I like to call it. And the interesting part about it is Antonio Brown needed eight more catches to unlock a $333,000 bonus. He also needed 55 receiving yards To unlock another $333,000 bonus. And he just needed one receiving TD. To unlock another $333,000 bonus. Uh, So this whole fiasco cost him pretty much a million dollars. Now if you could trick off a million dollars ladies and gentlemen. Then you must have multi, multi, multi if not billions of dollars behind you. Cause I can't trick off a million. I can't trick off a hundred dollars. <laughs> so I let alone ain't tricking off no meal ticket. Not at all. But I tell you what Bruce Arians, the head coach of the Tampa Bay bucks is not without blame either. Cause as I mentioned earlier, Bruce Arians sold his soul out for football. He should have done the right thing, which was to cut Antonio Brown the moment that he saw that there was an issue because he really didn't want Antonio Brown back for this season to begin with. Let's be clear about that. He really wasn't a hundred percent or even 75% on board. If you could tell you read the tea leaves or you read the room, you could pretty much tell he was not a part of it. He was not about that life as a concern, Antonio Brown, but he played along. And then when Antonio Brown came with the fact, the fake vaccination cards, guess what? That was the, po- the perfect point to get rid of him. And if the, if, the, if the reports are true that you fired him because he refused to go into a game, then you got to shelter this blame too because you know the type of character and individual that Antonio Brown is. Again, not absolving him of any responsibility because this dude is still a grown-ass man that can handle his own situations. This is not some college kid that's trying to find himself And trying to figure it out. Hell, you got some college kids that act more mature than Antonio Brown. So this is not some college kid. This is not a a, a first or second year NFL player that's fresh out, that's trying to discover new new surroundings and new territory because he got some new money. That's different. You just say, hey, that kid needs to grow up. He needs to show some maturity, show some responsibility, and hopefully somebody can put their arm around him and kind of mentor him along the way. Hell, Deion Sanders tried to mentor Antonio Brown. Deion, prime time, and that didn't work. So if you're Bruce Arians, you should have looked at the dude's history and said, you know what, I don't have Chris Godwin. I don't know what's up with Mike Evans at the time. I'm going to roll the dice to take the chances. I still got TB12. I still got Gronk. I still, we added some more pieces to the puzzle. I'm going to roll with my defense. We just got to gut it out. That's what he should have done. And there's a way that you don't, if Bruce Arians was tired of AB, there was a different way to do that. You don't fire a guy on the sidelines. You wait until after the game or before the game and say, look, you're, not, you're done today. You're out of here. Clean out your locker. You waited three quarters before you said something to Antonio Brown. That means you had a whole for first quarter, TV timeouts, second quarter, halftime, and then you came back and let him come out of the tunnel in the third quarter. Just to allegedly say that, oh, you don't want to go back in? You're fired. That was stupid. If that happened. So I blame Bruce Arians for this as well. Again, not absolving any responsibility for Antonio Brown. But Bruce Arians has a part to play in this as well. And every NFL team that coddled this dude named Antonio Brown and allowed him to act this way and not get some help. Because if Antonio Brown truly wanted help, you know what he would have said? Like some other athletes that have been criticized for saying the same thing, I'm taking some time off to focus on my mental health and my mental well being. Did you ever hear those words be uttered out of Antonio Brown's mouth? No. And you never will. You can walk on water and crap ice cream before that happens. Because it won't. Speaking of the NFL. The NFL playoff picture is heating up. This is my favorite time of the year. I love this 17th game now. I wasn't 100% on board with it. And, Jake, I don't know if you were on board with it either, but I was not on board with this 17th game, even though they took away one preseason game. But it's still a 17th game. But I'm on board with this 17 game uh, season I, now because it's actually li- leading up to some fantastic I, football.
3: Absolutely. I, I do like it because it actually gives my Chargers a chance to get into the playoffs this year. <laughs> Women are oh, oh. you Oh. Know? <laughs> So I'm on oh, <laughs> Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I'm saying like, you know, every year it's always if the Chargers win and this team eats Fruit Loops and this other one walks their Grandma across the street, they'll get in the playoffs. You know, now with that extra game, there's more chances for other teams that are on the bubble to try and get in. I wasn't on board at first at all because you know I'm all about the player safety over the entertainment of my team or whatever. But it seems to have worked out. And um, I, I'm all for it, my man. I'm all for it, 100%. Well, you
1: know why I say that? Why is that? Because the Los Angeles, I was at SoFi Stadium, as you were I
3: on Sunday. I definitely was, yes.
1: And the Los Angeles Chargers ran roughshod over the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos looked like a Division three team. They sure did. That's man. how bad. bad they looked. It I mean, Drew, uh, props to Drew Locke for coming back after he got into it, had a little injury, and he was, he was able to come back. But, my goodness gracious, I mean, the Los Angeles Chargers opened a fresh can of whoop-ass on the Denver Broncos. <laughs> I mean, they stomped a mud hole in them and walked it dry. Yeah, There's did. no way that that this was even a game to begin with. I mean, the way Justin Herbert continues to perform mm. each and every week, he's had some bumps and bruises along the way. But Justin Herbert is a, just a, a, a superb quarterback for his age range, for his years of service in the NFL mm-hmm. thus far. And I know a lot of people want to compare him to Joe Burrow, and I like Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow, for him coming back off that significant injury yes. that he came off of that I thought they should have maybe set him out for another year just to kind of mm-hmm. you know, bring him along slowly because with that type of injury, you never know. And a lot of athletes would tell you, look, man, it's not just the physicality of that injury, but it's the mental aspect Absolutely, of that injury yeah. and, and being able to the first time you're going to get hit again, the first time you're going to fall on it again. You know, how do you bounce back after that first game? How does it how does the leg, how does the knee, you know, does it swell up? Does it do this? Does it do that? So there were a lot of question marks surrounding Joe Burrow and his return off of his significant injury. But I'm telling you, man, that Cincinnati team. Yes, they have impressed me. And that wide receiver that young stud and a wide receiver that they were fortunate to draft. hmm um. Yeah, he's been a huge difference maker.
3: Yeah, to the point. Very big difference. They're partying. Partying in Cincinnati. Busted out the victory cigar in the locker room afterwards, like he did at LSU. And uh, Cincinnati, man, they're not. They're not. A, they're not to be played with, man. You know, and they're gonna be around for many years because that core is so young. Like they're all yeah. in their like lower twenties, man. Like holy crap,
1: Jamar chase is the truth yes he I is. i love he, that kid i had a chance to talk to him when he was at lsu his final year lsu mm-hmm. before he declared right as he declared it for the nfl draft and his head was already on straight yeah and a lot of people criticized him because he was it was it was taking him time in the preseason and otas and rookie camp mm-hmm. to really get a grasp of what the the nfl like was like and getting a grasp of the playbook and being at his spots and running routes and things of that nature and i'm like this kid is a stud oh he's been Oh, I don't know about this kid. He is he not the AFC rookie offensive rookie of the year. <laughs> just, you tell me how how, how, how how does how does Jamar Chase look now? Hmm? Just, because to man. me, Cincinnati is on the incline. They continue to build, I think they're building in the right way. Yeah. But for right now, my money's worth, I'm not taking Joe Burrow over Justin Herbert. I'm simply not. Oh no. Justin Herbert is a different breed of quarterback. Not only is he intelligent. And has a very high football IQ. Mm-hmm. The boy has the body type, yes. He can take it, he could, as they say, take a lick and keep on kicking. That's what he is. He has some good weapons Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, uh, uh, Guiden, mm-hmm. Austin Eckler on the ground, mm-hmm. uh, Rashawn Slater is part of that offensive line unit. And mind you, he has done. He put up great numbers with a with a garbage offensive line in his rookie year. He sure did. Versus the line that he has right now in his second year.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I like the defense. I like that that Derwin James was back healthy. Joey Bosa, dear God mighty Joey Bosa. He
3: balled out yesterday too.
1: He balled out, yeah. I mean Sunday. Excuse
3: Sunday, me. sorry, off. my bad, but, my
1: bad. I know it's all running together. It's a new year. I mean, we still gonna be writing twenty twenty one on the checks.
3: <laughs> I have been. man. I still say twenty twenty, bro. <laughs> I swear we skipped a whole year. Like, yeah, <laughs> we
1: skipped a whole year. But when you look at this this AFC playoff picture, I mean, the Bengals beat the beat the Kansas City Chiefs, and you look at the Dolphins losing, getting their getting their keisters kicked in on Sunday as well, which also helped the Los Angeles Chargers, and yes, then. Man. The Rams, who went into Baltimore, fully healthy for a change. Andrew Whitworth came back, came off the cover list. Thank God Mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. Joe Noteboom was back on the front lines. And Matthew Stafford, Mr. Hero Ball, (laughs) continues to screw up with the interceptions. The man threw a pick six in traffic.
3: (laughs) Yes, he did.
1: (laughs) Then, threw another interception... The third interception, I'm excuse me, the third turnover was Sony Michelle, and that's that's rare for Sony Michelle this season because he rarely turned the ball over and fumbled the ball. Right. Um just everything that did could not go the Rams' way did not go the Rams' way until the fourth quarter, basically. Uh they had a good finish to the first half when you had Jordan Fuller had that interception, uh, was set up for a, 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 a touchdown where they can get some points on the board and, and trailed at halftime. I think it was thirteen to seven. The Rams defense actually stepped up, and I'm gonna tell you something. Odell Beckham Jr. was the one of the difference makers on offense. Cooper Cooper Cup had a quiet ninety six yards in the TD, I believe. Mm-hmm. Odell Beckham made the most impactful play in that fourth quarter, and I'm gonna tell you something. I know Rams fans may get a little upset with me when I say this. I don't think that was a touchdown. I think he came a wee bit, a toe down short of the, ha- uh, of the line, because <laughs> it looked like he didn't get across the line. I mean, I know he took the ball and went over the hash, the, the, the went over the 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 the, the orange uh, peg mark, but it did look like he crossed the line. I'm saying, if I was Jim Harbaugh, I may have tried to take a second look at that play but fortunately for the Rams they didn't they tried a two-point conversion it failed um and then Von Miller with the ultimate defensive mm, play yeah trucked <laughs> trucked the quarterback for Baltimore the backup quarterback when Lamar Jackson still nursing an ankle injury and sat on the dude for a couple extra seconds just so time can burn off the clock that's a veteran, that's a veteran move veteran
3: move. Move. move that's a veteran <laughs> move and then he came
1: and then i love von miller i really do but my man came into the press room looking like the re edition of camera with dips <laughs> with that outfit on go back and look at my go, ladies and gentlemen go to my twitter page at nick hamilton 213 and you will see exactly what i'm talking about
3: Matter of fact go to the los angeles rams YouTube channel, oh, and I man. love Von Miller. Von Miller's always been fashion. I like him now that he's not in the AFC West. <laughs> I, love,
1: I love. I've always loved Von Miller. No, I, love, I love the way he, I love his style. I love his flavor. Yeah, yeah. And the one word he kept using was refreshing yeah. when it came to talking about this team. And he also said something interesting. He said that this team reminded him of the 2015 Broncos team yeah. that he was on. We all right. know what happened with that 2015 Broncos team because they had the most spectacular year that year either. Because I remember when that was a year when Peyton Manning went out and Brock Osweiler, who went five and two, mm-hmm. had to step in. But the defense carried that team majority, a good portion of that year to the playoffs. Oh, yeah. So if Von Miller is is Nostradamus, it may be the year for the Rams. Who knows? But the Green Bay Packers, shellac the Vikings which they already have the number one seed anyway. We knew that, so everything's going to have to go through Lambeau if you want to get the so to compete for a championship. Um, the AFC playoff picture is interesting, though, because the Tennessee Titans are the number one. As of right now, they are the number one seed in the AFC uh, in the AFC uh, period when you look at the, the entire playoff picture, which I thought was phenomenal. It's been a wacky year in the mm-hmm. NFL because at one time we thought the Buffalo Bills would be that team uh, and they fell off the wagon. I mean, they had to go back and rebuild the cart. Uh, the New England Patriots started to come alive with Mac Jones at the helm, um, and that defense has really been spectacular. I don't think that that defense gets talked about enough in New England uh, because I think so much focus was on Mac Jones, uh, which is understandable. Offensive driven league, but at one point we thought the New England Patriots may be that number one or number two seed to slide in there because the Kansas City Chiefs. They were, they were shakier in a California earthquake at one point in time. We didn't know what the Chief, what Chiefs team was going to be able to show up, but they finally found some momentum. They found their way. Pat Mahomes finally found a new way to, to, to defeat teams and move around the pocket, in and out of the pocket. And surprisingly, the Kansas City defense has really stepped up big time for this team as the offense tried to find their way. Um, so I think – you know, you have Melvin Ingram come come aboard as a you know come off off waivers and become a, essentially a free agent, uh, which I think helped tremendously. Oh yeah. Uh, in their, in their quest to beat the Los Angeles Chargers at SoFi uh, just a couple of weeks ago, but that Baltimore loss combined with the Dolphins' loss, even though the Raiders won and beat Indy in Indy by a field goal, set up for a Sunday night showdown mm. affair in Las Vegas as the Raiders will host the los angeles chargers and the winner of that game will move on to the playoffs and be the seventh seed as the colts would be the sixth seed in the afc playoff picture now if we turn to the nfc playoff picture listen the arizona cardinals defeated the dallas cowboys and i know a lot of rams fans are disappointed because they say look the cardinals lost the Rams will automatically win the NFC West, which is a very tough division. But there's a silver lining in all of this. There's a big-time silver lining, and you should not be disappointed that the Cardinals won. And I'm going to tell you why on the other side of the break. You're checking out TMA with Nick Hamilton here on SiriusXM Slam Radio 145. Stay tuned.
0: This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
4: Good morning, amigo.
5: Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on SiriusXM m 145. Slam Radio.
0: Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings See what you can do online at SocialSecurity.gov.
4: Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.
2: I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall. It's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go what's next i love people to tell me no i love people to tell me don't it won't impossible and uh, in the word can't is the word can and the word don't is the word do and the word won't is the word one. and in the word impossible it's possible so what are you telling you tell them you, you know that, that all they can do is learn
0: On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's
1: up? From Enrique Santos, Latino? What's going on, everybody? Final segment of the show here at TMA with Nick Hamilton, Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Make sure you hit me on Instagram, at Nick LA. Make sure you follow me and all my work at nightcastmedia.com. That's nightcastmedia.com. And also hit me up on Twitter, NickHamilton213. All right, y'all. So before the break, I was talking about the being a silver lining at the Cardinals indeed defeated the Dallas Cowboys, who could not fight their way out of a wet paper bag, apparently. And for Rams fans, that may have been disappointed because they were looking forward to celebrating that NFC West trophy, or division title, I should say. Here's the thing I'm gonna say to you all, Rams fans: relax. In my man, in the words of my man Nori. You gotta relax. Here's why you wanted the Arizona Cardinals to defeat the Dallas Cowboys. You know why? Let's look at the bigger picture. Let's look at the, let's look at the macro instead of the micro. If the Dallas Cowboys lose, they drop the four. So even if they win their division, which the NFC least, they're more than likely going to win the division. The Rams beat the 49ers. They become the ultimate two seed because even though they may even though the Rams and the Tampa Bay Bucs have identical records let's not forget that game at SoFi is the tiebreaker which means they automatically get the 2 seed. If they get the 2 seed, it means they get to host playoff games all the way into the NFC Championship. And could potentially an inkling of a shot of hosting the NFC Championship if Green Bay gets knocked off, which I highly doubt, but there's always a possibility. You never know. So if the if the Los Angeles Rams beat the 49ers for the first time since 2018 at SoFi Stadium and it's probably going to be a gutted out win. It's going to be an ugly win like we've seen the last 5 games have not been pretty but they gutted them out. And that's all you need whether you win by one point or win by one touchdown, a win is still a win. So if they end up finishing let's say 13 and 4 They're the two seed snap a losing streak that has been overdue and they will face and if the saints beat the falcons next sunday or this coming sunday i should say the rams would host the saints at SoFi. i believe i would love to see that match up because i know aaron donald and bond miller And Leonard Floyd are going to be licking their chops at Taysom Hill. And if you Taysom Hill, you better be be putting on a diaper that day. Because you're going to need it. You are absolutely going to need it. Because those are three dudes you do not want to face in the first round. Three hungry lions. And you are essentially in the lion's den. Better get your fiber because you're going to need it. And don't get me started on the Dallas Cowboys who can't even, can't, you have one job. One. Defeat the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, no. Dak has reverted to the Dak of old age. This is not the Dak Prescott that we look forward to seeing, especially when he hit his peaks and in strides in, the, in, in parts of the season. The Dallas Cowboys looked awful. Yes, they tried to make it a closer game when it came back in the fourth quarter, but they were getting outplayed and outcoached. Mike McCarthy is not the coach that you want when it comes to coaching a football team of this magnitude. Now, give credit where it's due; they had a much improved record from from years prior, so that's probably going to save them. They're going to win the NFC least. They're going to get into the first round, maybe even take it to the second round. Who knows? But ultimately, this season, they're not going to the Super Bowl. They're not making a Super Bowl. So all you Cowboy fans that continue to be delusional year in and year out, make a New Year's resolution. How about make a lifetime resolution? Stop being so damn delusional and wake the hell up. It's not happening for you. It's not happening. And the Dallas Cowboys had one job and failed. I'm going to tell you a scary team. If they make the playoffs, Philadelphia Eagles. It's going to be an interesting team to see what they do in the playoffs with a young quarterback, young wide receiver. It'd be interesting. I'm not saying they're going anywhere. I'm not drunk. I haven't drank yet. I'm still sober. But it'll be, it'll be a fun game to watch for sure. Be a fun game to watch. All right, gotta bring in my man, producer to the stars, extraordinaire, Big Brother Jake, AKA Jake Warner. Yo, yo. Welcome back, my man.
3: Good to be back, Nick, good to be back. Happy New Year, 2022. Yes, sir,
1: great, yes indeed, (laughs) yes indeed. Man, what you got cooking on the stove over there, man? I smell something good. All right, let's eat, baby.
3: All right. First up on the menu. With COVID continuing to prevail, do you see a shutdown of any sort in the near future if the cases continue to increase?
1: Ooh, you know what? I hope not. I really do. I don't like seeing this. I don't like seeing the cases increase. I don't like seeing people get sick or get affected by this terrible virus. No. Um, it wouldn't surprise. I don't think if we if they do decide to do some type or inflict some type of shutdown tactics. I don't think it's what we'll, what we've seen in 2020 i don't think it'd be right. to that extent i think it may be something similar in certain ways as far as hey okay we're going to cut down the, the attendance from this amount to this amount whether you be in a restaurant or a bar like or canada's, done canada's done already
3: canada's yeah it, having
1: yeah. to eat out having to eat outside maybe some of the the games instead of having 19,000 at, at crypto.com arena or Seventy thousand at at SoFi may cut down to maybe fifty thousand. Yeah, you know at SoFi, um, I don't know. Um, I think this will happen after the Super Bowl. I do think that. I think that if they do do a shutdown, it may do or or similarity to have some similarity to the previous shutdown that we've experienced. Um, it'll happen probably maybe late February, March, maybe. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I hope it doesn't, man, because this economy can't take it. it it's hurt a lot of small businesses. You know, people have unfortunately lost their their jobs, their homes, their businesses. Yeah. Um. Some have been able to prevail. Um. You know, so I I hope not, man. I really do. I I hope I hope I hope people start being more cognizant of how how important and how dangerous this virus really is. It's really start to protect themselves.
3: Yeah, people aren't taking it serious, you know. And and I I'll admit, like I've had my, you know, opinions about it in the past, like. Oh, come on, it's stupid. And vaccinations are stupid. And, you know, now that I've been vaccinated, which this is the first time I admit that on air to anywhere, um, you know, it's happening. It's real. And if people don't take it serious, it's only going to get worse. So, you know, take precautions, people. Be safe out there. Do the right thing. Moving on to the next item on the menu Becky Hammond. Damn, she's fine. Becky Hammond has agreed to accept the job as head coach and general manager of the Las Vegas Aces. Being a former assistant coach with the San Antonio Spurs, many thought she would have stayed in the NBA ranks in order to become a head coach sooner. Do you think this move to the WNBA is a step back, or a step closer to her getting a head coaching job
1: in the NBA? You know what, I'm going to say this, man. And I hear, I've hear i heard people say that like, oh man, she she's taking a step back. Oh man, why would she go to the WNBA? First of all, To stop disrespecting the WNBA, agreed. The WNBA is a quality league, it is quality talent, may not be the most popular all the time, but it's still a quality league nonetheless. Those young ladies play hard, Mm -hmm. time in and time out. This is a league that's growing now. How much is it growing remains to be seen. This is a league that continues to excel and grow the game of basketball, no matter what gender you are, male or female, it grows the game of basketball. And for me, Becky Hammond, these are her roots. She, she played in the WNBA. She was a, a really good, great player in the WNBA. Mm-hmm. I think she knows the game of basketball. She was handpicked by Greg Popovich, who to me was ultimately one of the greatest coaches to coach in the NBA. Mm -hmm. I think when you look at the overall totality, I think it was time for her to start to to kind of spread her wings and get some experience as a head coach full time. I don't think she's going to get that with the Spurs right away. And I think they probably encouraged her to go take the job, at least take the interview. And then obviously she was offered the job with the aces. And I think it's great for the aces. I think the aces have a a lot of talent, Mm -hmm. Asia Wilson, uh, Chelsea Gray, Kelsey Plum, mm-hmm. um, a lot of young ladies over there. I think they are, they are definitely due for a championship. I think they're on the cusp of winning a championship in the next couple of years. And I think Becky Hammond can be that difference maker to get them over. I think Bill Laimbeer had had his time has passed. And I said that last season. I think, listen, when they lost to the to the Phoenix Mercury, I said, it's time for Bill Lane Beer to go. Yeah. And that was no disrespect to him. It was just, you know, sometimes you, you, you. You, it's time for you to go. You, you 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 know, you played out your time. Much like how we saw Mike Sosha with the Angels. You know, Mike Sosha is a great baseball mind, but it was time for him to go. His voice had been had been muted. His it, it was his time to go. He had he had played out his time in Anaheim. And I think that's the same thing that happened with Becky Hammond. I mean, excuse me, with, with Bill Beer. So bringing Becky Hammond along, another woman who played well in the WNBA, mm-hmm. who knows the game of basketball, can help these ladies excel. And improve their game even more and take it to another level. Now, the question is, where will Liz Cambage be next year? Will she stay in Vegas or will she move on possibly to Los Angeles, possibly to other destinations? We don't know. It's gonna be an interesting offseason for the WNBA as a whole. I mean, you got Jewel Lloyd, Allie Quigley, who just came off uh a WNBA championship with the Chicago Sky. A lot of great, you know, a lot of great free agents out there. So it's gonna be interesting to see where these free agents land up, but congratulations to Becky Hammond um, and the Las Vegas Aces organization. I mean, you got to give hats off to Mark uh the head, the owner of the Raiders, Mark Davis. Yes. Uh he's really put a lot of money and effort and time into that team and really tried to grow that team in the city of Las Vegas, uh, especially building that brand new facility they're gonna build for them in a couple of years. Uh, so hats off to Becky Hammond
3: absolutely job well done for her happy for her
1: absolutely well thank you so much good sir that was the morning brunch for this week thank you so much appreciate it one thing i will say though too is interesting when we talk about the nba and the wnba and to me i think the wnba needs more women coaches especially black women coaches I mean, there's a lot of coaches out there that can really do some damage. I mean, you have former WNBA athletes that are, that are out there coaching on the collegiate level, if not in the big three. You look at what Lisa Leslie has done. You look at what Delisha Milton-Jones is doing in the collegiate ranks. Tina Thompson, what she's doing at the University of Virginia. Um, Cynthia cooper Dykes, what she did at USC. And then what she's doing now at the university where she is and, and, and coaching that, that, that team up. I would love to see these women in the WNBA. On the sidelines coaching I would really I think that would be great for the game I think it would give more exposure to the game because these, these ladies have names and recognizable names I mean you think about Lisa Leslie i call her Lisa legend I mean where's her statue in front of now crypto.com arena when are we gonna get a statue of Lisa Leslie out front because Lisa Leslie to me put the women's game on the map not to say that and I'm also believe that that Tina Tina Thompson Cynthia Cooper Cheryl swoops those are other three young ladies that really put the WNBA and women's basketball on the map as well. I think Cheryl Miller put, put the game on, you know, put, put the game on the map. I think, um, there's quite a few other people that have put the game on the map. And I, I think that it's time they get there. Just do. I think the WNBA needs to step up their marketing campaign because their marketing still stinks. And also, too, I think that those jackets, those 25th year anniversary jackets, why the hell do y'all sell those? Because I damn sure would have bought one. I would have bought one. Those WNBA 25th anniversary jackets were sick. Those Letterman jackets, dude, you could have sold those for $250 a pop. The WNBA needs to hire me on their marketing team. I'll get you right. Cut the check, I'll get you right. And speaking of that, I'm going to cut on up out of here. Thank you so much for tuning in to TMA with Nick Hamilton. If you miss any portion of this broadcast, make sure you download and subscribe to us on all streaming platforms. That's iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And make sure you listen to us live each and every Tuesday, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern, here on SiriusXM, Slam Radio 145. Also, make sure you check me out at nightcastmedia.com and to subscribe to my YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash TV youtube.com slash tv Follow me on Instagram at NickHamiltonLA and also follow me on Twitter at NickHamilton213. You can keep up with Big Brother Jake, aka Jake Warner at Big Brother Jake on Instagram and Twitter. Alright y'all, thank you so much to everybody at SiriusXM, Slam Radio, Nightcast Media, Body Armor, Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Again, another great, happy 2022 to everybody. Let's get it. We come in full throttle. And we ain't going to leave you like AB will leave you. We're still going to be here for you. Take it easy. Stay sharp. I'm out.
0: The views and opinions expressed on TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose, are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.